Is it for real? We used to love it then. We watched it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is Is It It For For Real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And this week was my pick and my pick. (laughs) And um, (laughs) it was my birthday this past weekend. Yes. Thank you for everybody for wishing me happy birthday. Um, And uh, I chose the 1985 Sesame Street classic, Follow That Bird. And my cousin, Jenna R., is going to help intro and kind of explain a little bit why this is uh, going to go into my level a little bit. Take it away, Jenna R. Hi, I'm Jenna, Bridget's cousin. Um, Bridget recently reached out to me and just texted me, does the movie Follow That Bird mean anything to you? And I was like, ooh, well, vaguely, I basically just remember Big Bird and a brown suitcase. And so, of course, I had to dive into it a little bit more um, because it, man, that movie came out in the mid 80s and it probably has been 25 years since I saw it last. So, you know, I just have like these bits and pieces of the movie, you know, kind of back there locked in my memory. So I was looking up clips, um, like the trailer for the movie and photos And things kind of slowly started coming back to me. Um, And then I had to look at the cast list because other than Big Bird, for obvious reasons, I could not remember who was in it. And I saw it was John Candy and Chevy Chase, among others. I was like, wow, like this is quite the cast for what is essentially a children's movie. Um, And then I started to remember other things such as the Dodo Birds and how incredibly mean they were. And then Big Bird in, like, a cage. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this movie is just so strange when you really think about it. Like, Big Bird is is basically out in the wild, just carrying around this brown suitcase. And, like, not in his home on Sesame Street where, you know, I grew up and that's where he belongs. So it's just such such a strange, uh, strange thing to wrap your head around. Um, and then I was thinking about it more and Bridget was like, you know, this is one of my most favorite movies. Like I probably forced you to watch it when I was babysitting you. And then I remembered, I was thinking about like, you know, her birthday cause it had just happened. And I was like her favorite movie, her birthday. And my mom used to make these incredible cakes for us when we were growing up and I swear she probably made Bridget a Big Bird cake like half a dozen times, but like super intricate, like sheet cake with Big Bird's face just like piped on it. But, you know, like something that like I think would evil even rival like Walmart these days. So, um, so ironically, my biggest memory of Follow That Bird it has to be the cakes that my mom made for Bridget because she was absolutely obsessed with the movie when she was younger. So cute. That's awesome. Nice. So yeah, I had to get some visuals and I will put these up on our Facebook Mm. for all of our followers, but here is a picture of me 
at four years old with one of my big bird cakes, which you can see in the corner of the picture. Again, I will put it up. And then this picture is actually a cake from my 15th birthday, which Whoa, is that's incredible. Yeah. Another really big bird cake. Awesome artistry. Yeah. My aunt was like a dabbler in a uh, cake, cake artistry. And I have very formative uh, memories from this movie. So I'll get into my level, which is going to be tossed salad, which ah. <laughs> of funny but even uh that scene is stood out to me and I remember like reenacting that a lot when I was a little kid I was four when this came out I was prime for this movie it is um you know spoiler one of my favorite movies as Jenna said and that scene to me was just one of the funniest things I had seen as a kid um when they were throwing lettuce all around that room and didn't did not disappoint me this time either. I had not seen this movie probably in 20 years or so, but yeah, toss salad. That's awesome. Um, okay. I will make my level. I mean, it is funny. Like with, with it's your birthday. Annie had a friend who like, this was a big movie for her birthday too. They would like play it every year on her birthday. And that's how Annie was familiar with it. Um, I had never seen it before. Um, I'm going to make my level a Linda level um Linda. Be- because Linda is the character from Sesame Street that I am most familiar with because I grew up with deaf members of my family and we would have like the uh the picture books of her doing ASL yeah. um and signing and I knew her like signing and stuff but I didn't I didn't really know I didn't I didn't really know that she was like part of Sesame Street like I guess I'm making this my Sesame Street level too we're like I'm not convinced that I've seen a full episode of Sesame Street like we oh my god Katie. we weren't I love it I mean as an adult <laughs> I've grown to love it because like in some of my work I've worked with like bilingual Sesame Street and I've, I've been exposed to uh, Sesame Street as an adult and appreciate mm. Jim Henson and the Muppets and and Sesame Street and public television and Mr. Rogers and all that but we were in a Sesame street family and I, I certainly did not see this movie. There's like a couple of scenes that I'm like, maybe I've seen clips of that. Like the scene where they're all of them are singing like about the stars. Like, it's like, I think I've seen this in like a montage. Um, Hmm. but yeah, first time for me. Um, my level is going to be mustache man. Just picking out another Sesame street (laughs) character, Gordon. I couldn't have remembered his name, but like who who may have been getting it in with Linda in this movie. I don't, I did not think they were a couple until I saw them snuggle by a campfire. Right. Right. Yeah, I I think definitely. Um, But yeah, I I think I've seen this once probably pretty closely when it first came out. I have vague recollections of it, but have not seen or thought about it since. Uh, So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I would, we were a big MPT Maryland public television Mm. family growing up. And I remember watching Sesame street, three, two, one contact math net, all of it. We were, we were really into it. So um, I mean, I like, I watched a bunch of Sesame street, but because I mean, we, and now you have, you're going to have a Sesame street toddler. We are. Yeah. We, we, she watches a lot of Elmo and some Sesame street. Um, but yeah, we, we didn't have cable, so I never really got to see uh, word like pinwheel and all those oh, yeah. Fraggle Rock and all those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was oh. more of what we were into. Yeah. Speaking you of Fraggle Rock. <laughs> MPT is public. No, no it's about cable. Fra- oh, okay. Yeah. Pinwheel. Yeah. Fraggle Rock was a luxury. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Um, yeah, fried little rock kind of felt like sugary cereal. Like you could only have it every totally. once in a while or something. Or like, like at somebody's I want house. More. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I can't have enough of this. I will never not want this. <laughs> also those doozers or whatever, eating yeah. those oh my God. buildings so like that were made of sugar or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So follow that bird, 1985. We start off with Oscar the Grouch at the beginning with the Grouch anthem. Mm-hmm. Doing like a Patton reference. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and it was, I'm sorry, yeah. I was just gonna say it was news to me that there are more grouches than just Oscar. I did not realize that he was like a whole genre of monster Muppet puppet. It was interesting. <laughs> or he has those little like child Oscar minions yeah, with like little them. pie tins on their hats. That yeah. seemed vaguely familiar to me as well. I know. I was like, how do those kids get indoctrinated into... <laughs> But you know what? Sesame Street is so smart. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's all this like patriotic mixing in with the grumpiest complainers. And you're just right. like, what are you doing, Jim Henson? You got things you want to talk about? Yeah, I totally. Um, and then we kind of get to see the first cartoon Big Bird. There's a little bit of a cartoon live action hybrid in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, we cut to the first real scene with the Muppets, which is a, a board meeting of the feathered friends of all the Muppet birds. Yeah. And yeah. I have a lot of questions about the feathered friends and like what jurisdiction, <laughs> like what authority they actually have over big birds life. Like I yeah. was reading like some of the fun facts described that woman as a social worker. It's like a social worker. Mrs. Comes to his Mrs. House. Finch. Mrs. Finch. Right. And it's like, was he placed at Sesame Street originally? Like, what are they meeting? Like, you know, like, what's the purpose of that? Yeah. Is he a foster child? Was his egg? Where was where was he hatched? Right. But I mean, because I I get that. But it's like everyone on Sesame Street is a foster child then. Because like, yeah, there's not like families of Snuffleupaguses or Oscar the Grouches. Well, I guess there is. There is a parent. There's a whole whole group of them. Grovers. There's only there's only one of yeah. everything. Only one Linda. Oscar only the Grouches. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess as a kid, I did. I do remember thinking about that. Like sometimes mm. I'd be like, "Where's that kid's family?" And there were there were some families. Like there were like these little bugs that lived in a house. I think I've talked about them before. Or like those little like beady 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 beady. They had a family, but not everybody had full families. So go figure. Um, but basically, yeah, Big Bird is six and, uh, and a a dude, which I never knew. And they, they heed him. They did give Bird he pronouns. Is he still? No, I think Big Bird is currently they, I'm not positive. I was, but it blew my mind that he was six years old. I'm like, I think of him as a 33 year old man. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely is more articulate than most six year olds. I know, but but, but then it's but also in bird like in years, bird years, I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Because I saw a freaking dolphin be born on a YouTube video <laughs> the other day and it came out and it swam and it swam yep. to the top. And it was like, hey, mom, what's up? I was like, so that's a newborn baby. And so yeah. is, we don't know. We don't know. Totally. Um, but Mrs. Finch, I mean, this is the stuff of my nightmares. I used to have some legit <laughs> real fears about this woman. There was something about how tall she was. And the way she looked out of the car window that gave me vibes and I still had them watching it. 
back. Just she, she also has the energy of the woman that plays like Roseanne Barr's mother on Roseanne. Mm. Like, it's like the same hair. It's like the exact mm-hmm. same hair placed on top of her head and um, same kind of like frenetic energy. Uh, I actually really loved all of her line readings. I thought whoever did the voice <laughs> of this was like, yes. Like, well, I mean, one of my favorite parts of this film is when the first time we hear like, can you tell me how to get to a Sesame Street? Sesame like, Street. Yeah, yeah. It's the same street. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just really loved her. I thought she was cool. But I could see, you know, I'm I'm uh, 40. So I could see as watching it as five. Yeah. <laughs> being pretty intimidated. Well, also because as a little kid, I was just forever scared that somebody was going to come take me from my parents. Well, it also it's interesting because I it, didn't even have any reason to feel that way. But my that's but I almost, always was thinking that totally me too. And like, it's almost I had I had a recurring dream that Don Knotts kidnapped me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was so specific. Wait, like Don Knotts, like Three's Company from, from no from like, the, well, yes. And the Andy Griffith show. Oh. And I'd like wake up and be like, my mother's like, you have that dream about Don Knotts again? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but is he playing just himself? Is it him? <laughs> yeah. Who, he was or is more he a character. Okay, so this is gonna be a Don Don Knotts podcast, but who he was was I used to watch a lot of Scooby Doo, and one time he played like the mansion, like a haunted house owner, and he was pretending to be different people. But he was a cartoon. He was cartoonified, but my my parents were like, "That's Don Knotts." Like they were really into the fact that that's Don Knotts, Mm. and we watched Andy Griffith. So I was probably like five, and I woke up and I was just like, "I had a dream that Don Knotts (laughs) captured me in a net." Oh, baby Baltimore, Katie, Don Knotts. Can't you will me. not believe. Yeah. Um, but but here's the thing. So part of this movie that is so strange is this inexplicable, like this woman coming to take Big Bird yeah. for no reason. Like, no wonder you were afraid of that because yeah. there's no scary. real reason. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that like you go to Sesame Street, we cut there and basically we learn like Big Bird doesn't have a family. And then and then everybody right. just like willingly lets Big Bird go. I know that's what I meant with like what authority does this feathered friends group have? Cause they seem more of like an afternoon tea kind of charitable <laughs> yeah. organization. I had it more as like they're a cult. Like well, I, right. I, I was giving them a lot more power than you were. Like, okay. like some sort of Mason or, organization, yeah, you know. Um, they're certainly into like stays with the like. Yeah, I, was... I know. I wrote, I just, I'm going to say it. I wrote, is Mrs. Finch a Nazi? Like what? <laughs> what is going think, on? Why are they very like with like? Because nobody else seemed to think that. But, but I think that's the point of the movie, right? Yeah, right? Like of like you know we're all different and we live together and we're so happy and we don't have a ton, but we work together and you know because I mean the, all end, the same you're dodos and yeah and I mean that's I think the one enduring premise of Sesame Street yeah. is that, or Sesame Street, is that everyone is different. They all get along. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't it's, know, very sort of New York City bustling. Yeah. Oh, totally. This yeah, was Jeff, kind of like, Jeff was like, like, right? Jeff was like, Sesame Street's in New York. I'm like, you're such a <laughs> California kid. I'm like, it's you so in New York. I'm like, it's Brooklyn. Like, yeah. you know, right? But, at, you know, and like, even watching this, like, even as a kid, I don't remember ever thinking like, wow, what a diverse cast or anything. I was just like, cool. I want to hang out there. Yep. And yeah. It's anyway, by today you're it. like, wow, Sesame Street, you're so cool. I would um, say it's ahead of its time, but like it's still ahead of its time because I was mm-hmm. thinking watching this, you know, the bummer in watching this is like, I feel like 
our society and me have let Sesame Street down for what they yeah. hoped of us and what they taught us. See what I mean? It's just like, oh, Sesame Street, if follow that bird could see us now, they'd be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> they, but Jim Henson would want us to keep trying. Right. True. Um, so Big Bird, you know, imagines what his life is going to be like and through cartoon of yeah, going I thought that to was like interesting. meet his new family. And he goes to say goodbye to his best friend, oh. Mr. Snuffleupagus. Now, so question, sad. Jeff, Jeff was telling me that he thought that for a while or at some point, Snuffleupagus was an imaginary friend of Big Bird's and then became well, a real friend. But he clearly lives in a park with a mailbox. So I don't know. It I kind of know I mean, this, but well, I remember Big Bird always thinking that he was real, but no one else would see him. And so mm-hmm. he would always leave. And so people would be like, he must be imaginary. And that's, that's what I remember it being like. Mm. So they originally had him be like an imaginary, like they had him be that Big Bird could only ever see Snuffy. And then uh, eventually- like, You're on a nickname like- basis with him? <laughs> <laughs> For not having re- watched Sesame Street, I'm going to like uh, Sesame Splain you know. everything to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Snuff splain. Oh gosh. Um, but like Big Bird would only see would would see him and he was real, but then he would like leave the scene and then Count or Grover would come and be like, he was just here, you missed him. And they all like didn't believe Big Bird. They thought he was his imaginary friend and oh. that he was making him up. And they kept on this ruse. And then the writers, um, and you know, like psychologists that work with Sesame Street, I think became worried that like, uh-oh, if kids tell adults and their friends something and just because they can't see it, they don't believe it. We've oh, got a really big problem. So then they had to kind of have this whole episode of like, they all meet Snuffleupagus and they apologize to Big Bird mm. for like not believing him. So mm. they kind of changed Wow, it. Jeez. Now, because when you're a little kid, you are very interested in gender, at least back mm-hmm. in the 80s. I was always a little like, okay, Snuffy, like clearly like they're calling them Mr. Mm-hmm. Snuffleupagus, but the eyelashes right. and the, I always thought Snuffy was a female. Um, but again, oh, interesting. Gender fluid Sesame Street. Yeah. Who knows? And also like male snuffies can have eyelashes too. Yeah. Um, right. So, so yeah, Big Bird packs not really a big brown suitcase so much as like a wicker picnic basket. <laughs> that suitcase. <laughs> he packs it with like a snorkel. It was bins, a fun gag. A beach ball. I love it. And then An just inflated to... beach ball. It is confusing because he says he's going to Ocean View, Illinois. Yeah. I think that's the joke. That's the joke, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no ocean in Illinois. Maybe a lake. Um, Probably. And he and then, you know, they're all like, don't forget us. Don't don't forget to breathe breathe in and out. Yeah. Don't forget to, you know, all those things. It's very sad. And then um, Big Bird goes on an airplane. And did you guys look closely at that map? There were some sort of choice cities. It was like Hicksville and. I'm, I did try to look at it, but I couldn't no. see it. Yeah. Yeah. But they all seemed either made up or they were picking out like the most sort of, I don't know, stereotypical for those regions of the country. Oh, my. <laughs> no. I'll have to see if I can get a map of it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Then uh, Big Bird arrives at the Ocean View International Airport to the Dodos. And at this point is where I'm starting to remember that the, the word Dodo means kind of like dumb yeah because i'm like oh okay <laughs> like it, <laughs> they really lean into that with this family now to go back to the fraggles this is where that dad dodo is the exact 
replica of Uncle Fraggle, mm-hmm. which I think we've talked about before on this podcast. That like explorer uncle that like wears like a safari hat. Oh yes, yes, they yes. had like the exact same mannerisms and facial hair. I know it's because it's all the Henson world. I feel like right. um, the dodos and some of the birds around that table looked a lot like labyrinth people too. Yeah, like there's a lot of similarities. Bird like. Yeah, he does bird-like in a very similar way. I do like that the Dodos live in that tall birdhouse in their I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. And you don't, there, that's, that's the thing is like, you just get to surrender to your imagination because as an adult, you're like, well, how do you get up sure. to the top? And blah, 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 blah. is it stairs or, anyway, it doesn't matter. So I, I pulled up the map and my guess is they picked out real ones, but just the most ridiculous real ones because it's like Frackville, Pennsylvania, Boonesboro, West Virginia, oh, that's uh, real. Sudsville, West Virginia, Ship Bottom, Egg Harbor. Uh, yeah. Mm. Farmer City, Illinois. Mm. So is Ocean View a real place? I don't know if Ocean View is, but I'm sure somewhere is named Oceanville there. It yeah. might be like it a doesn't have community. a community, an, an international airport. Probably not. Yeah. Oceanville. That's amazing. I loved that. Yeah. Um, and so big birds, like getting along with the dodos kind of, but it was a hard, I mean, first I have like, you know, big bird leaving seems like such a rash decision on his part. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, but I kind of feel for the dodos in this because I felt like I, I didn't know if we were supposed to see him like the Dursleys from Harry Potter (laughs) or more of like, to me, there was just a family trying their best. I was like, I don't know. Like he wants like a kiss on the mouth. I'm like, like, slow it down <laughs> it's your first Wait, night does he say that it's kind of like what he i couldn't so i couldn't figure out as somebody who hasn't watched sesame street i don't know big birds like facial expressions very well so i had a really hard time of like <laughs> is he happy is he sad like what does it mean why is he sleeping and like chattering a lot and he then snores. he chatters he snores he does okay that. snores and then he was like when he they were talking a man he was like moving his beak of like he was like putting his face out to be kissed. And I think they just gave him a pat. And I'm like, that's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that, but <laughs> I was just confused. I'm like, I guess he's six. I think as a kid, I thought that the dodos were more menacing than they are. Yeah, they're really like, not. But they're just, just dumb. They're yeah. real dumb. And I do think it's funny that like his name, Big Bird's last name is Bird until he's with them. And then his last name is Dodo. So his Big, name is Big Dodo. Dodo. <laughs> I that was another kind of mind blow for me because I always refer to him as Big Bird. And in this movie, it seems like a lot of them pronounce it like Big Bird. Big Bird. And they just yeah. call him Bird. But then the father friends call him Big because he's, <laughs> you know, that's everybody. First name Big, last name well, Bird. Yeah. yeah it's kind of wild. It's the full, his, he's just Big Bird. And then they went with a joke that he had certain names and they split it up and so that's why well because these know. people are like donnie and marie dodo yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is funny um so yeah they um dodo door there's a ding dong doorbell at the dodo house huh. and it's a postcard from snuffy um and uh which is very large which i thought was funny yeah and um but then back at uh Sesame Street, we we get the news story that well wait so what happens so like yeah. Big Bird leaves right because he's yeah. upset he doesn't want to be there anymore 
because the dodos and he, suck. And he writes home, which is really sad. And he writes this letter home. It's like, what's wrong with me? Why am I so lonely? It's like so sad. It's, <laughs> it's premise of this movie. There's um, a lot of sadness yeah, it throughout is. this movie. Jeff, Jeff thought this whole movie was 90 minutes of Big Bird in a Cage. And I was like, but that's kind of the, there is a bit of sadness in this movie. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I have to say that one of my bummers for this film is that the mom and dad dodo call themselves they refer to each other as mommy and daddy. And that drives me insane. <laughs> mommy, daddy. It's like, your kids are 13. Like, please, please <laughs> stop doing this. Um, uh, but yeah, that's when he leaves. And then we get this like news report by Chevy Chase, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Talking about the same street. Right. Uh, and saying that there's been, you know, and he quotes like Mr. Rogers, I think in the beginning, which is interesting to see like, wow, they really got people to participate in this film, like, or paid people to, you know, but they had like a pretty awesome cast. Um, and that's when they learn that he's flown the coop. So to and speak. sort of like everybody's watching the newscast, like the whole world, Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Or yeah. Oh yeah. At their homes. We got to, we get to kind of see their home, home with their couple's portrait. <laughs> totally. Like, they are so cute. I don't know why there's any discussion why there has to be anything yeah, yeah. other than the fact that like Bert and Ernie are a domestic couple, right? They're a couple. Totally. And they're adorable. They were like mm-hmm. sitting on their little separate chairs watching TV. And I loved it. Um, and then we see the two circus guys watching. And again, I remember watching this as a kid and being like, oh, that guy's wearing a Baltimore Orioles hat. Interesting. Did he say, That's oh, my- or did he say, oh, I said, oh. <laughs> mom, get in here. That guy's wearing an Orioles hat like Joe Orslack. Do you think, because he's wearing an Orioles hat and then a Yankee shirt. And like, do you think it's the Orioles just because it's a bird? Is that the deal? Yeah, probably. He's conflicted. Mm. They're all conflicted. Um, Although, you know, Jim Henson went to University of Maryland. Mm -hmm. He's kind of, maybe that's why. True. Probably. Probably. So along the way, Big Bird mails his bear back. Radar the bear. I couldn't like. I couldn't. I remembered he had a bear, but I could not yeah. let me remember the name. Do we get Radar? any sort of like yeah, satisfaction from that mailing? I don't. Is remember. he there at the end? I can't yeah. remember. He. I was must worried about be. it. Yeah, I was worried about it too. Is that hey, just so he didn't have to carry him across? I think so. Like yeah. cinematically, it's just like we don't have to want to worry about this bear too. Yeah, <laughs> or he should feel really alone. Yeah. Don't mail your friends. No. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, back at Sesame Street, Bob has uh, lots of time on his hands. So he made a map with tiny images of everybody's cars um, and the routes that they're going to take. They're going to take a bunch of different routes from New York to get to like all meet in the same place, which is what's it called? <laughs> oh, um something bogville or like Sweetville, Bogtown. It had something to do because I assume Swine, it was like pig- no. Kermit would be there. It was like top of the bog or something like that. Yeah. Well, okay. they're all going to meet there, but they're going to take different routes because they think they're going to catch Big Bird somehow. Right. Dumbest plan ever. Not a great plan. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The calculation. I mean, I loved Big Bird's calculation of, well, it took me two hours to fly here. So it should take me three hours to walk back. <laughs> <laughs> so Which, there's five yeah. different groups or individuals that set out. Right. And they're all at the same time. They're just caravanning. <laughs> so there's the count <laughs> alone, alone and his, his PT cruiser. 
Yeah, it's just amazing. In like the nicest car too. Yeah. Very nice. I'm like, why is he alone? Anyway, yeah. maybe nobody wants to be with him. The yellow bug, which Cookie Monster is in, and Gordon and his sister. Lin- Gordon, Linda, and Gordon's sister, whose name I can't remember now. I'll think. And of Cookie it. Monster, and event. Well, then they kind of collide. But then there's Grover, who's Fly- fl- flying. Super flying. Grover, who's flying. Bert and Ernie, who are in a biplane mm-hmm. together. And then who's the fifth one? The junk uh, car. Yeah. The Grouch's Grouch. car. Oh, with yeah. poor Maria, who has to like <laughs> be there. There's like, I'm like, why did yeah. that one Muppet get to go? The one that's just like, mur, mur, who doesn't really contribute. But, but, right. but that's okay. They Maria should have way. like ridden with the count at least. Yeah, Once it was like, again. Maria, can't. I guess she chose to do like what is wrong with the count? Like, does he murder <laughs> children? Or like I, I know because that was it like is a, a nice top car. down for a long way, but well, yeah. she was in another top down, the, but, the yeah. grouch who, car. Who yeah. didn't Did want to go on gr- roads? <laughs> right. So uh Big Bird is on the road and in farm country and comes across Waylon Jennings in a turkey truck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it's kind of sad because you're like well those birds are probably gonna go die but this bird right. not so, he, here's my question we we live in this sesame world where some birds are food <laughs> it's always and yeah. some birds are people basically yeah. uh-huh. and where yeah. is that divided line and there are some just like repercussions of if you think about it too hard so yeah because yeah. there's like muppets that are bird food like i've seen like a turkey like a thanksgiving turkey dinner muppet i'm sure on some point on the muppet mm-hmm. show or but like, not you know like on mean? a platter yeah like on a platter for real talking yeah like meh, meh, with like oh, tur- turkey legs you know no they thanks. have vegetables they have all kinds of things you can eat that that talk and have that right have that's like, true what's that called Sen- sentient Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. I hate That's commercials that have like the like the Pop Tart commercials where they're all trying to eat this Pop Tart. Yeah. The worst is the M and M's. I I yeah. just was going off about this the other night. Like, it's a very upsetting to me those M and M's because totally. they've been through it and like they yeah, one of them was break dancing and cracked itself. And then I was like, now what is your life? You're. <laughs> I know I don't much care for that. Like they've asked us to fall in love with these characters and then right. they just are constantly like threatening their lives. I mean, I feel like that about the Chick-fil-A, which whatever, that's a whole different discussion, but oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A, like cows and chickens, where it's like yeah. eat more chicken. And it's like, why am I going to eat at a place that like <laughs> one animal is like assaulting another? Like this sounds terrible. Like, I know. This- well, and, they've got so many. And problems. can we get into the fact that they've made the M&Ms less sexy? Come on. I know. Like I was at least okay with it when they were sexy right. and being eaten. Yeah. Like that green M&M with the boots. I was like, eat her. But now it's sensible shoes. <laughs> yeah. Are <Blah>. boring. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to eat a sensible shoed lady. Oh my gosh. That, that whole scandal is like on the edge of my consciousness. Uh, <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. I, mean, I do love this little song because there ain't no rose. And long. I assume that Waylon Jennings wrote this song maybe for yeah. it. They maybe just sang it. But yeah, it was good. I was thinking about those scenes though, like driving in that truck with like a giant bird puppet in the car with you. It's just kind of like, it's great. I don't know. Yeah. I like the silliness of it. Uh, and everybody's kind of in their own cars singing and, you know, split screen. Uh, and then we get to we get to cut back to the circus of the Sleaze Brothers, mm-hmm. where we see they're kind of like just the worst. They're the sleaziest, obviously. Yeah. 
<laughs> they charge that poor kid and like a Ferris wheel <laughs> money to come down. It's like this again is like a bullying tactic. I don't get like eating somebody else's food. Like he's going to get another apple. And like, who knows what's on that? Wait, apple? did we you talk wanna... about this before? Yeah. No. In Romy and Michelle. Yeah. I was stealing like bullying, food, right? Yeah. Stealing. It's just like, I don't, it just kind of double downed it for me. And this one, I'm like, oh, gross. Yeah. Anyway. But I mean, well, in that scenario, in Romy and Michelle, I mean, they're in a lunchroom. You can get free food. This carny <laughs> is getting a free apple. Like there's no other apple tree near there. So he's stealing the apple. Mm, you know, true. So he, he truly is. One but you do have richer. to pay for lunch. Like Some she would have places, to have gone. Oh, I'm I unfamiliar. Did, I'm unfamiliar with unlimited hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's like a college. Well, mm. yeah. Yeah. It depends on what school you go to, but I guess so. So then we see Big Bird make, you know, a six-year-old's mistake, which is to go down a no through road road. So this is, I have a question about this because he reads this sign and he's like, no through road. That must be the way. Is it just because it's not the way or is there some pun or some kind of confusion that I'm unaware uh, of? I think it's just I, a dumb move. I, I think didn't, it's okay. just a dumb move. Yeah, there should have been a I pun. I thought it was a pun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, because yeah, because Big Bird's like, no through road. Great. And you're like, <laughs> why? <laughs> but wait, why? It just, is, it just so plays like there's some kind of misunderstanding. But the misunderstanding yeah. is he's just overconfident about yeah. none. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So um, we get to the little farmhouse where there's no parents either. Um, and some little right. kids are running things. And I was really afraid that these little kids were going to sell Big Bird into the cage situation because <laughs> I did know there was like a, yeah. I thought he got sold into the circus or something. Somebody told me that. Yeah. And so, which I was not looking forward you to. You thought the so kids like, did it? Yeah. Until. Like at first, and then when he's and like kids eh, in nah. Sesame Street are always the heroes. Yeah, you know yeah. the adults are the bad ones, right? Unless they live on Sesame Street where they've been reformed, mm. right? <laughs> so we have this like little uh, like fievel from the oh. American Tale moment. Oh my gosh, one little star. It's so yeah. sad. So and we sad. learned that Gordon's sister can sing. Oh, she can sing. Oh, what is her name? I don't want to call her Gordon's sister yeah. through this whole movie. So here's the thing. Is she... I know the character of Gordon. I know the character of Linda. I don't really remember the character. Olivia. Olivia. She's very much a Sesame Street is character. Is she? Okay. Got yes, it. yes, yes. I don't remember what her job is. Um, Linda's the librarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gordon... Oh, that makes sense because she tells Big Bird to remember to read. Yeah, right. They all have their like tropes. That makes sense. And uh, Luis, <laughs> wait, it's like I just had to write them down. There, Bob, I think, is the one that owns the store. Sounds Somebody right. Lee. Is it Bob Lee? All the recent Sesame Street I've been watching has been newer ones. So I'm out of the loop on like the people, people. Who are the people? Which I've got to say, so the Muppets really don't age, whereas the people like, do and die so the muppets are vampires is my theory yeah like the count has bit them all yeah totally like a walking dead kind of scenario yeah Yeah. um anyway and then we get to uh the grouch cafe which is the scene that i was talking about where we um the that we who is that woman who's that character that Sandra Bernhardt Sandra Bernhardt is the waitress really young Sandra Bernhardt little baby Sandra Bernhardt Bernhardt anyway <laughs> and uh the menu is gross and everybody's mean but in this funny way 
But it's I was surprised that the kind of gross they went for. It's just yeah. like weird combinations of food rather than just like, okay, we're going to have moldy lettuce or like, you know, yeah. apples with worms in it. But no, it's just like, you're going to have like roast beef with marshmallows on it. It's like, okay. And, and maybe that's like, because it would if it, it would have tipped into maybe like a labyrinthville or other things if it would have gotten like too disgusting. Like I feel like Sesame Street doesn't usually do disgusting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's more like silly, right? I just need to share yeah. really quick. Olivia Robinson is a resident of Sesame Street. She is a photographer, and um, she per- first appeared in episode nine fifty where she's reunited with her brother Gordon after having worked in Detroit for a newspaper. Mm. So she just moved and she was like, nah, I don't want to live in Detroit anymore. <laughs> I, I want to live oh in God, Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. D2 I was, Royt. I was oh, Mr. Hooper had the store. That's yeah. Funny. And then I guess it's part of a joke that, that Big Bird always mispronounces his name. So at the end, when the kids are trying to free him from the cage, he's like, call Mr. Looper and tell, <laughs> call Mr. <laughs> Looper's store. Um, I was reading that the only human character that, that did not participate in this movie was david um who that's a fascinating study um which one's david he like was the he took over the store when mr lee or bob died and so david took over um i don't know why wasn't oh my god do you know no no no. i just i'm on a different tangent i'm just remembering that maria and louise got married and it was well maria and louise got married maria and david <laughs> were together originally and then Ooh. david so david the, cheated on the, her the actor had some like issues with like oh. um like a record and he couldn't travel because they filmed this movie in canada right and so they couldn't travel there and then Sounds like the, the way it's written, the Sesame Street project, production really tried to like have them come back to work oh, and all of yeah. that. But it was his, it's an interesting, his life was like interesting, it took an interesting turn. Olivia, um, who is Elena Reed Hall, died in 2014 mm. from breast cancer. And I do remember also that she played Rose on 227, which is oh. a show I, th- mm. I think we've talked about before, which I love. Um, man, anywho, so <laughs> we could go down the, uh, I want to know. know so much. I want to go on this like tangent about the adult humans on Sesame street. Um, so yeah, big bird is back at the farm. He's singing with the kids. They're pumping water, easygoing day. Um, and then Mrs. Finch comes cause she's mean. She yeah. finds his feather. So she follows him. And at this point, it's like we have two villains, kind of. We have Mm -hmm. the Circus Brother villains, and then we have Mrs. Finch. And Mm -hmm. I was not worried of Mrs. Finch at all. (laughs) I was like, well, Mrs. Finch at least could, like, tell Sesame Street where Big Bird is. I'm fully focused on these Circus Brothers. Yeah. That's the real danger. Yeah. Um, They're pretty awful. Pretty terrible. Yeah. So um, they, Big Bird has to move to a hayfield to elude uh mrs finch and mm-hmm. um very very good little comedy bit there and uh, the circus guys are going to try to catch big bird holding a giant net by driving around they're like trolling Seems the legit. air for big bird <laughs> it, yeah it's wild that net wouldn't fit one of big bird's feet it's incredible yeah. <laughs> you know um and then i just kind of have like 
a few different notes like big bird has hallucinations of snuffy in the field oh so sad so sad so uh, like you can't give him a real hug because real hugs you have to be in person for it's just no. like so sad <laughs> um big bert bert and ernie have a couple squabble in their airplane yeah i guess this was recreating the north by northwest scene oh oh um, right yeah and the, the song is kind of freaky it's like upside down world and yeah. it's a, like this waltz and it's a little creepy it was a little creepy and then i have this question about um well one like then bert and ernie spot him i was surprised i'm like oh my gosh they found him and then you know they go upside down and bert loses his coin collection and they lose him i'm like oh my gosh it's so stressful <laughs> like it's so stressful that they lost bottle him. Bottle top collection though i think Bo- right? thank you but yes bottle yes he collects sounded like a real dummy right there <laughs> <laughs> he collects bottle tops and like doesn't he have a paper clip collection? probably one yeah. of them has a paper clip collection i think it's Bert is my guess. Um, <laughs> but my question is like Grover has started from Sesame Street and he is literally flying. Like I didn't ever could I thought like I'm getting him mixed up with Gonzo a little bit too, but like can mm-hmm. Grover actually fly? Does he have superpowers or is it just in his head? I think I can yeah but he can apparently he is. poorly poorly yeah, and then he crashes he crashes yeah. into the vw bug um by the way it's toadstool where they're headed toadstool. oh yeah i, I now have that down. written down too <laughs> yeah because they're in toadstool um and uh here we get we get in toadstool they're having a mushrooms forever parade mushrooms are real forever. trippy <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> there's a lot of people that live there there was also one extra who was just wearing the shortest pants I'd ever seen in my life for a mm. Sesame Street movie. Oh, wow. I was like, your butt cheek is hanging out. To- your toadstool's yeah. hanging out. <laughs> um, I saw it. But it was also like the mid 80s. So who yeah. knows? Um, but then Big Bird gets locked up in the circus cage. It's so sad. I mean, it's such... The hiding cage. The hiding cage. They, they, they are so terrible his friends are amazing amazing friends and they're so bad at catching him they all see him they're all in eye contact at different points and they just like can't catch him um and then it just becomes the children catcher from chitty chitty bang bang and he's in that cage and it is a bummer now is chitty chitty bang bang a movie you like I grew up, I grew up with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Like I grew up watching that, but the last time I've seen it is probably when I was like nine. I feel like you're either a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang kid or you're not. We were a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang kid for sure. I think it would be insane to watch. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. They're all in the same category that I didn't watch. Definitely seen Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Oh, what's that other one? The car, Herbie? Oh yeah, yeah, Herbie the Love Bug. We watched that. Yeah, like the Apple Dumpling Gang and yeah. the Turn to Witch Mountain. Yeah, all those. They all look the same to me. Yeah, yeah totally. Same yeah, hazy sort of. Mm-hmm. I think Chitty Chitty maybe. Bang Bang might be a little. Old. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. It has like Dick Van Dyke. It feels like it's a little older, but maybe not. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, Big Bird is locked up in the circus cage, and then they immediately, you know, put him into rehearsals. <laughs> You don't see any of this, but I mean, he yeah. becomes the bluebird of <laughs> happiness. They dye his feathers, his know, whole face, his whole good life. paint job, except for his butt, which they don't even bother yeah, to paint because it's this. the back. Yeah, I guess it's the back. But like, I was like, whoa, that's convincing. Like, yeah. it's not like he's look, this look painted. He looks fully dyed. Yeah. Um, I was like, did so they make sad. another big bird Muppet that was blue? They must have. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's really sad. Very sad. And like the kids in the audience watching this, like clearly know how sad it is. And the adults are just like, bravo. But the kids are like, I don't think that bird's okay. I was reading that the guy that is Carol Spinner, is that his name that performs yeah. Big Bird? Spin, after spinny? Carol yeah, Spinny, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Performed after performing this song, he like broke down and cried. And like my note is maybe then you should take the song out. <laughs> like if the <laughs> actor can't get through it and you're yeah. making a movie for Re-take children. this movie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I will defend it in that I think Sesame Street again, being ahead of its time, is very like, feel your feelings. Sometimes you're just sad. Sometimes things are sad. They they dealt with like death on this show. They dealt with yeah. like everything. They were like, you know what? And you guess what? You can be sad. Sometimes get kidnapped and you get kidnapped and locked in a cage. You should perform in a circus. I know. You know, yeah. embrace that. I get, try to between this and Pinocchio, I was oh always gosh. worried I was gonna get trapped and locked in a circus. Right. So I my <laughs> issue is not with the emotion they're having process, it's the intense <laughs> trauma that's provoking I know. this emotion. Okay, fair. But yeah, fair I, I think you're right. Like Sesame Street is not unaware of right. what it's doing. They at least handle the can of worms that they've opened <laughs> yeah so uh, dave thomas uh, one of the sleeves brothers is like very happy he's counting all of the one dollar bills he's collected uh-huh. did you guys notice there was like basically only twins in this audience <laughs> they had like a twin no. special oh my gosh it's like three sets of twins next to each other of these kids these like little kids watching it and i was just thinking like can you imagine buying tickets like Dave Thomas can't be rolling in it. There's only like 20 people in that tent. Like, what is their long-term plan? It doesn't it's seem- all dollars. I guess it's all dollars. Um, and I just can't imagine like buying a ticket for a show. Yeah. And this is what you see. You see a oh, bird break but down. To, right. To their defense, though, like to be in the middle of nowhere in Toadstool or yeah. a farm or what have you. And like to see a bird break down, like. <laughs> I mean, where else are you going to do that? Um, So the little kids like come in and they sneak in to see Big Bird because like, again, they're the heroes and they call the operator and try to like track down like Sesame Street and get a hold of people. Um, And then they all everybody's at a gas station and they get the word from 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 Central Sesame Street and they stake out at the circus. And uh the Slees brothers are sleeping and deeply. deeply. And this scene reminds me so much of the Fox version of Robin Hood that mm. like stealing the jailer's keys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's the same like key ring of keys that's just at somewhere. Who in, has a ring of keys that we dungeon just, master? Right. Like <laughs> when did it start? Did it ever stop? Where do we get right. one? I mean, I have a ring of keys. Like that with like old. No, tiny not key. like I, Is I the have ring no old- bigger than the keys. <laughs> yeah. No. That's I guess a carabiner's like that. I maybe no, it's a big carabiner. Yeah. Um, but they get the keys successfully, but then the guys like are onto it, the Sleeves brothers, and they drive away with yeah. Big Bird with the door flapping open. Dangerous. Dangerous. More dangerous would be Gordon climbing <laughs> out of a car to the hood, just telling jump. a bird to jump. And on. they're he's not close enough. No. <laughs> like, just do it. And I'm like. 
he tried to and he saved like it was clear this physics don't work out and like i like to i mean sesame street is very smart where they're like you have my permission just this once because like there's never you know right. big bridge like we're not i'm not supposed to drop jump out of a moving vehicle i'm like you might want to hold to it i don't know if gordon yeah. thought, thought this out yeah but gordon caught him i was like gordon you're so, a hero in this scene he's very why sorry no i was just having a gordon moment i was just yeah very, he very, is a hero a yeah hero. it turns into it kind of reminded me of like inner space for a moment <laughs> um but why can't big bird fly like i mean obviously looking at his body but Look is at it, him. yeah is it just like he's kind of an ostrich he's one of those birds yeah and we yeah. know we can't fly because he says it like you know i can't fly so is that like a big mm. deal in sesame street it's a good question because I was going to make almost my dumber like the fact that he had to fly to his family <laughs> on a plane. Um, Boy, with his wings tired. <laughs> I did like that plane, though. It was very glamorous. Mm. Yeah. Like green velour seats. Um, yeah, I think he's just not built for flying. He's a bird that can't fly, much like a snuffy is an elephant that's not an elephant. Not built for Miami with all that fur. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's a shy carpet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Big Bird jumps, but then uh, John Candy is a uh, as a police officer. Yeah, it's kind with of fun. a little kid in the sidecar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at this point, like all of these three men were on, I guess SCTV, right? Or, yeah. You know, they're kind of they're all pals. So it's kind of fun to think about them like working together must have been kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh and I like that John Candy says one of the charges against them is impersonating a dentist. <laughs> Which is oh, kind of yeah. dark when you think about it. Like yikes. I thought we were going to give a smoking jacket to one of the other sleaze brother. But to Dave Thomas. Not Dave, maybe Thomas, Dave Thomas. The oh, other Joe, sleaze. Joe Flaherty. Yeah, yeah. I think because he was in one crazy summer, I believe. Oh yeah, you're right. That's right. And maybe an extra in something else, but I couldn't find it. Jeff thought he in... might be getting a smoking jacket this movie, but I, not on his like IMDb. I didn't find yeah. anything. Yeah, getcha. Lots of random movies, but more movies. And I was like, that's a movie. He's in Freaks and Geeks, isn't he? We've yeah, been... and the director of this movie also, mm-hmm. I think was directed in freaks and geeks yeah ken quapis i know ken quapis from directing like a lot of the office like the american version of the office right that's where i heard his name Uh because i was i listened to a lot of the office podcasts right and they always talk about ken quapis so Mm -hmm. now that makes sense yeah wait so what was the other movie he was in you know for sure one crazy summer i thought it was one crazy summer uh he was the waiting room patient in inner space oh my gosh yeah he was general raymond in one crazy summer so bust out that smoking jacket jacket. guys we really need to raise more money because we've we're going through a lot of smoking jackets on this the bar (laughs) we should is it we could make a little bit of a bechdel test where you have to have it three at least three lines and you have to talk Mm -hmm. to another this is our 86th movie so amazing we've given out 86 smoky almost nearly well 83 i guess i still i still hope maybe when we get to 100 we can build that big i need a computer scientist that's going to like build us the map that connects all the actors to all the pieces i'm sure there's an algorithm out there there's gotta be one Nora can write some code for it. Great. If, if you're listening, Nora. Nora L, I know you're, you're an astrophysicist, yeah. but if you don't mind, um, we could use your talents. So yeah, Big Bird makes it home and everybody's happy. And Mrs. Finch is like, yeah, I shouldn't have. 
<laughs> and this, yeah, I know. And, and she also then she congratulates herself. It's like another fantastic placement. Um, but this is where we get the crux of the film, where I think it's mainly Maria that's explaining. They do this like kind of too fast, in my opinion, camera spin of everyone. Um, and I love that it's like we've got humans and monsters and dogs and Bert and Ernie. <laughs> They're the only ones that are named because like they don't know what to call them. I'm like sure, like invite. That's like introducing them at thanksgiving i suppose yeah yeah um and then yeah like so that's that's where we get kind of the whole message and then she just kind of leaves them alone yeah and then reunited with snuffy who's been hanging out in his house um i love that house because it doesn't really have a roof it's like a house with a door but not a roof yeah yeah I was getting stressed out at this point that Big Bird was just like he was with the crowd and then he's like I'm just gonna go for a second I have to do something and like no one let him go alone like (laughs) it's just it's too fresh it's too fresh like be on him for at least like a couple of weeks it's too fresh who knows yeah um I love that and that's the movie right a little bit of outro from the count. Oh, sorry. yeah, he counts the, and then the the tenth one is, I guess, the creator of Sesame Street, and he kind of called he called he's the only person that he calls by name. The rest mm. of them are the titles, and then he called he refers to her as mom. He's like, "Hi, mom," and uh, he says, "Hi, mom," or however the count was it. Uh, and I guess they call her like the mother of Sesame Street or something. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I know. So I was wondering about that. I was like, I thought he said, "Hi, Bob." I don't want to throw our art director under the the proverbial whatever, but he was very tickled by the count when we watched this movie in a way that I was not expecting. (laughs) You always learn something new about your husband, your partner, whatever. But I was like, you are very, I think this is very funny. Like every time that, even if the count was just appeared on the TV, he was like chuckling like that count. I'm like, huh? That's funny. Which kinds of, oh, you didn't miss the end of the movie, Katie. I think we kind of talked about this before, maybe with the Mighty Ducks. I don't know. But one of my questions is what, what Sesame Street Muppet are you? Sesame Street? Not like the larger Muppet world. Like yeah, exactly specifically Sesame Street. Sesame Street. I've taken this in Peace Corps. <laughs> I used to take this quiz a lot. Yeah. Um, Naturally. And, yes. And I would always get Ernie. And it was, it was always like, um, it was me and, um, my pal Alex that used to take it a lot and she would always get Bert and I would always get Ernie. And mine was like, you never like to, you don't like to be alone much, much, but, and you're (laughs) usually happy, but the only time you're sad is when your friends won't come out and play, but you just entertain them with silly songs. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a little too like, and you're like reading it in a bubble bath and you're like, what the (laughs) what? Yeah. A little bit. Hold up a mirror. Your face is orange. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's parts of him. He's probably not quite as easygoing as Ernie. Um, (laughs) but, but in that context, I'm like, Oh, wow. So I'll say Ernie. Oh, I don't know. Um, I've never taken any of the tests for this one. I don't actually know either. I was going to say it was a telly, but then I was like, telly is a worrier. Who's Much telly? more than I thought. Telly is kind of like a raspberry colored Muppet. They're in this movie. They look a little beat down, like a dirty. I was like, somebody not taking care of telly. <laughs> like well, I, I think we've forgotten how raggedy all the the Maybe. Sesame Street yeah. Muppets used to be they yeah. do like Snuffleupagus was sort of a lot lumpier than he is now you could like <laughs> yeah. see the bodies within he's, him he's felt now <laughs> yeah. well that's what I, I watched this, is, this 
This oh, is ne- Telly. Oh, got it. Okay. He was yes, in yes. the okay. uh, Oscar the Grouch car. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. I, I watched this movie with Annie ICU and mainly with um, our good friend, uh, Kara S. And she was saying that Grover looked really raggedy. She's like, yeah. Grover, what is up? Just like very matted. Kind of what you're saying, mm-hmm. Phil. Just not as yeah, polished. Like matted. you can see the felt. And it's actually kind of charming because like, yeah. Just kind of feels like homegrown, but um, yeah, I want to be like one of those cow muppets. I don't know. I just always like that they appear and they're just always like they're pretty cool. Hey, like I think the cow, the cow muppets probably have a really good quality of life. They're having yeah, that's fun. what I'm thinking. They're having fun. Nobody's eating them, kind of a thing, um, which I like. But yeah, Telly looked rough. I don't know, Philip. You're you want to be one of those kids with a grouch hat? <laughs> I'm a combo of those are just the little aliens that are just like yes I love it um I thought I had another question related to to that and now I can't remember so I'll have to see if I can think of it I, I have a question that's a little related to um Oscar the Grouch which is at the end of the movie where is that man going with Oscar the Grouch and the trash can like he's the trash collector but where is no, what's the plan? He's more his, he's more valet. his valet. Oh, the trash collector is kind of his valet. Yeah, like, that's he, the joke. he doesn't have eyes. <laughs> I don't. There's something about his face where I'm like something from Silent Hill. Yeah, like, it sounds terrifying. <laughs> but no, he just carries. He just carries the um the, the guy. Garage. Yeah, got it. So, are we in questions now? Or yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Nora <laughs> L's question uh, was, "Who is this movie for?" <laughs> like children? What, what is it? Is it for children? Like what well, age children? Jenna kind of brought that up too in the beginning, right? Where it's like, I don't know. I think all of Sesame Street is always for everyone, and like you, depending on your developmental level, you will appreciate different things about it and like as an adult some things may not feel as authentic but as a kid I think they do feel very real I don't know did, did your family watch this with your daughter this question I, is who, for Philip no we did not uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> she had gone to bed and she wouldn't have been able to sit through it anyways. Okay. Um, I guess that's part of my question is like, would you, would you have like knowing what it is, would you start it, start her watching it together? I mean, there's few films no. that I would recommend you do that like, with. That we she can watch with. an episode of Sesame street, but I, I, I do think it's different having watched a lot of Sesame street recently. Um, yeah. And just the, the pacing of it is yeah. different. So it's like, I don't know. It's, I feel it's like, like the movies are for like the next kind of like level up kid. Like all the kids in this movie are between six and nine. Yeah. So I kind of think that's the sweet spot. For Annie ICU commented that what she really liked about this movie is it seemed to work on an adult level. Like the jokes. Yeah. The jokes were kind of aimed more towards adults. And there's always that. Like there's yeah. always that in Sesame Street because they want to appeal to the adults. Right. So any other questions? That's all I had. Okay. How about Hummers, Bummers, and, and Dummers? Let's start with D for Dummers. <laughs> This podcast brought to you by the letter D. Bah, bah, bah. What's dumb? Uh, mine will be simple. It's those freaking dodos. They're, <laughs> a, they're dumb. They're really annoying. Um, they're just, they are a lot. Um, 
you know, and it's sort of a vaudeville comedy that's going on. And yeah, it didn't do it for me. I think um, my dumber and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I, I think there's something weird about like I, what I love about this movie and, and Sesame Street and the Muppets world is that seldom are they like, oh, my God, it's a talking frog. Like, we don't have to do that. And, you know, yeah. like it, as an improv rule, it's like, OK, no, just like. Yes, and this right, like we can't right. spend time doing this. Um, but where it seems to break down a little bit is like, why would Big Bird be such an attraction in this circus if like those farm kids saw him and they were just like, oh yeah, you need a place to sleep? They weren't just they weren't going to pay twenty dollars. You know what I mean? It's just like hard to understand like how much of a crazy anomaly is this that there's like this huge tall bird that talks? Like, is it a circus act or isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know. So I guess that's my question or my that's that would seem kind of dumb to me of like eh, the circus mm. act element of this kind of breaks the rule of Sesame Street where this is all just normal. Like mm. it, animals are different and tall and they walk around and they participate in the world, you know? Yeah, but I would argue that like sometimes and oftentimes in our history, humans have been. Yeah, that's true. Put in cages or circusized or what have you, even though they are also living and functioning in the the adult world, right? But that's what I mean. They're seen as like, this is such a strange artifact, which is gross in general. Exactly. Yeah. But like, why does this town think that Big Bird is such a strange artifact? I guess because he is different. Like he's like, he's like a unique being. There's the spectacle of any time you other somebody or something. And then people will pay money for it. I think that's why I think Sesame Street's so smart. They're just mm. like kind of making commentary on the fact that people will sit by and be like, except for the kids who are yeah. like, are you looking at this? this <laughs> yeah, okay? totally. Like the kids are like, yeah. this bird is sad. Like, yeah, that's true. And the adults are like, yes, I good, uh, sad bird. <laughs> also, this goes into that gray area of birds. Like, okay, so we eat some birds. Some birds live like people in places and some birds we cage up. And I know we fine. don't eat humans, but some yeah, humans but, yeah, get right. treated like shit and some it's people true. get put in cages and some people Super meta. live in ma- mansions. No, I think you're yeah. right. I liked that retort. So my dumber will be kind of going on what you were saying, Katie, just about the Sleaze brothers, like just sort of what, what are they going to do when they like, what is their plan with this bird after a certain point, you know, like, what are they going to, they can't just keep the bird. They don't have any forward thinking, even though they started a business clearly. And also just tangentially to that dumber is like, where, who is hauling their circus equipment around? Well, that was a real, that was a question dumber I had too. It's like, they're just willing to leave all of that circus stuff. Like they hightail it out of there with Big Bird in a cage. And I'm like, I guess you think this part of your act is so, I guess like it's so valuable. That's more than a Ferris wheel, more than all those tents and all of the, yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a question too. And then I was like, maybe their plan is to just drive around, lose these folks, go back, get their stuff. That's, that's how I read it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about uh, bombers? I'll start. I, 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 there's a lot that, that, that lends to, to bummers, but I think the dodos bum me out for some reasons because they clearly applied to be like adoptive right. parents. Yeah. Either nobody's supporting them fully or nobody interviewed them or that like you know it's just a bummer that like they were like of course we'll take another child into our home 
Um, it's I a hope nice home. it's a nice home. Yeah. I don't think they were supposed to be the Dursleys. I don't think they were. I don't think so. Money grubbing or anything <laughs> like I think they were dumb, they're but they're so like the smartest dumb birds because they live in like a nice neighborhood. <laughs> I think they're trying and they seem to be trying their best too. That's what I couldn't get a handle on. It's like, I think big bird does have a little bit of homesickness. It reminded me of being with the host family or something where you have right. kids, the kids that aren't really your age. Right. So, but mm-hmm. they're the ones that you can talk to. So you're like, ugh. Um, and so I'm like, I think this actually maybe would have looked different if you would have given it more than a day. Yeah. <laughs> not that I want them to not live on Sesame street. But, sure. Um, I'll go, I'll go into my bummer, which is a general and maybe low hanging fruit, but I just can't lie that the, the bummer for me is the whole captured in a cage (laughs) premise. That's just really tapping into, and you said it, Bridget, like a Pinocchio, the general sadness of this movie. I just like, don't know if I needed it. Like, I think you can, you can apply some homesickness, missing friends, and then like stakes are involved without having the circus twins i think like that was me was like oh god it just reminded me of dumbo it's just like uh like that specific really kind of scary sadness so i i don't know that was my bummer uh my bummer and we sort of talked about it is just no one rode with a count that like a (laughs) he's very lonely and he's being ostracized B, there's some sort of like dark Silence of the Lambs backstory that we're not like diving into. Um, and yeah, any way you cut yeah. it, there's something yeah. like s- people chose to be in a car with someone who eats the car <laughs> or in a car with garbage people. Um, and then there's the count in his awesome convertible and no one wants to. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. I'm intrigued, but I'm also bummed. Yeah, for sure. All right. Hummers. I I had a lot of Hummers in this movie, but I think the one um, I'm going to go with that we didn't talk about a ton. Um, well, it's also my level, I guess, uh, is Linda slash just like the um, deaf, deaf culture and like deaf representation. And what I really liked is that like, everybody on Sesame. I don't know it well enough to know if this was more of the movie or this was all every episode, but like everyone on Sesame street signs, like no one's there just always interpreting for her. Like at one point she signs um, something and Maria's like, Oh yeah, that's what she just said. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not like someone, she's just totally part of it. Um, and the way they do that is very smart too. Um, the way that she, Sometimes they don't actually provide interpretation, but it's pretty obvious. So anyway, I just thought it was great. And I'm so delighted that like one of the main characters was deaf. So, yeah, I mean, when you talk about Sesame Street being ahead of its time in so many ways, I mean, they they totally just support, believe, integrate this idea of like disability gain and like the idea Mm -hmm. that like, yeah, and of course, Linda's the librarian and her, she has a superpower and she reads and she's wickedly smart and everybody's involved. And that's just the reality of the world versus things being, but also that her difference is acknowledged and celebrated. Yeah. I, yeah. Then you can have both, which I think is just, again, very, or her, whatever, her superpower, I'll call it superpower. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have so many Hummers too. I just kind of, I know it's sad, but just kind of the tone I like, I think I'll stick with this. I like that little kids are seen as the heroes. They're seen as empathetic and the ones that you should listen to the ones that understand. Cause I think 
I think as a little kid, you feel that way. And like adults talk over you and they talk over your head and they, they don't listen to you as much and they make decisions without asking you. And sometimes we get, I get why especially <laughs> as an adult, but that like, you know, when you're a little kid, you've got, you've got thoughts, you've got ideas, you've got feelings. So I think just that whole playing into that and like, I love the little boy in the sidecar with John Candy kind of like, yeah, I solved this whole thing anyway. So I should get some credit basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am tied on my Hummers. Um, since Katie sort of went into it, I, I did get a little bit of the feels when I saw some of the people characters in this because it just brought back memories of watching Sesame Street all the time. I was like, oh, that guy, that guy, that guy. I completely forgot about them. But I'm going to say mine is just Dave Thomas. Um, he gave me a couple of chuckles uh, with some of his line readings, and it could be just sort of flashbacks to Strange Brew or SCTV or stuff like that. But um, like the... I th- anything behind us yeah it's just a really suspicious car it's like (laughs) good you know keep an eye out for anything suspicious yeah totally yeah yeah i yeah i liked those one-liners for sure sad all of our hummers that is i think so let's talk about our outfits Uh, (laughs) oh sorry my bridget (laughs) <laughs> my my couchmate just brought me a beverage that oh is, nice um, oh small in cup and hearty in in personality in personality yeah so oh, gotcha gave me a little boost um, a rump. well bridget i like the like um gray like silver top uh crop hair um that you're wearing just like mrs finch oh thank um, you which is <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> right for the time um and the movie and then i like the t-shirt that has big bird standing there with a suitcase and, with the long road and a sign that just uh that big a big yellow sign with like you know like a no like a ghostbusters no through it and just like a picture of a man's a handsome like undescript man's face and it just says uh, no thorough road, um, <laughs> which is a throwback oh. to Justin Thoreau. My goodness. From yeah. last week's podcast. Wow. Thank you for diving yeah. deep. That's yeah. the pun that movie needed. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Philip, um, I'm really enjoying the from the top of your head where you have the little yellow sort of sprouts like if you had asked sure. me does big bird have yellow sprouts sticking out of the top of their head i would have said no they have feathers but lo and behold they do yeah. and so i noticed that this film and so you would you're definitely calling attention to that it's very beautiful um and then i love that you have a burton ernie shirt and they're in the um uh, their plane and it just says by plane <laughs> question mark um i don't know it's yeah. great i love it it's great uh katie you're mm-hmm. very much wearing some name brand clothing um i see your t-shirt is by garbage brand uh clothing line uh, <laughs> yes. it says the uh the world is garbage get your trash on um, <laughs> and then your jeans are guest jeans but they're sort of themed and it has uh Bert and Ernie on it and it's like guess we're upside down 
two Bert and Ernie shirts? No, it's the shirt was a. No, I'm in. I like it. I like two. Yeah, two brand names. (laughs) Yeah, that said, she was very brandy. I know. I know. I like like the singer. (laughs) (laughs) And your hat is a brand. That boy (laughs) is mine. Yes. For the record. All right. Is it for real? Well, I'll go first since I picked this movie for my birthday. And I think this movie is for real. Um, It's Sesame Street. So I'm not going to give it just like a for real because of that. But I think that it's charming. It's sweet. It moves along. Um, You have funny things. You have sad things. You kind of get to ride the emotions in 87 minutes. So I'm going to say it's for real. Do you want to go, Katie? You want me to go? Um, I get. I guess I'll I'll go. Um, I didn't know what to expect this movie at all, uh, because I had never watched it before. And I guess like one of my other bummers was I was expecting more Muppets. Like when Kermit came on for a second, like I was like I I for some reason talked myself into the fact that this would be like a Sesame Street and Muppet mm. world collaboration, um, kind of like Roger Rabbit. But um, so that was you know. A little bit of a letdown but other than that like i think it really exceeded my expectations and i found it very funny a little too sad for my taste like as a kid i think this would have really wrecked me <laughs> like i think i would have had been having dreams about big bird and or like dave thomas and don Knotts probably um but big feelings as a kid and also i was very scared of mrs finch so. yeah yeah totally but i yeah i loved how it plugged along and i liked i liked the joy of it and i liked all the characters and it was kind of cool to just for me to get to know sesame street like that sesame street world a little bit and um yeah i thought i think it's i think it's for real all righty um tiebreaker tiebreaker <laughs> Um, I'm going to put on my Oscar the Grouch hat. I think, um, I think you made the mistake of doing a kid's movie for someone who's watching a lot of kids movies. Uh, Oh my God. Um, You're so mean. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't do it for me. I, I I mean, it, it was short, which was nice. Um, but I did. What a compliment. Yeah. I didn't really laugh a whole bunch i didn't find the songs that catchy mm. um let yeah, me was, sing them to you for longer maybe <laughs> maybe um yeah i mean it was it was sad i i think i was expecting more cameos or like more funny ca- i think i had that sort of muppet movie mm-hmm. in my brain where it's like mm. oh this is made for mm parents just as much as it is for kids and it's like mm. no this is made for like eight-year-olds mm-hmm. um and yeah. i just couldn't wrap my brain around it well and... put yourself in the brain of an eight-year-old uh can't do it um can't, so can't. yeah can't, can't, can't won't, um, <laughs> so yeah for me it uh it wasn't for real oh sometimes like, i don't care when you guys say that I know. Oh, yeah. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I really well, like. I, I get that it's a. I mean, it, it's a movie for eight-year-olds, and I just, I can't, I just don't think it translate. Like, mm. like I said, I've been watching a bunch of kids' movies, and some I still find really entertaining, and this one I just, I don't. Whereas I think it's great for eight-year-olds. 
I will say so it sounds I think like you said it's it... for real for you. Yeah, nope. I'm sticking with it. It's not for real. <laughs> I think part of it is about expectations too. Like I really steeled myself because I I knew one of the only things I knew about this movie is that Big Bird ends up in a is trapped and stolen and put in the circus. Sure. Which all mm. of that is a nightmare to me. It's just Dumbo's mother, and that's just the worst. Yeah. Uh, so I was really oh. stealing myself again. Like there is a melancholy tone to this movie. Yeah. Like it's very sleepy songs. It's like it's I know that the guy that wrote it collaborated with Harry Nilsson a lot, which was no surprise to me because I'm like, oh yeah, like there there's just a very mm. They don't resolve totally. And um, a lot, none of them are real fast paced and a couple of them, yeah. but mostly the ones that are new for this movie are pretty mm-hmm. <laughs> like just yeah. sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> and we've established that that is not in my wheelhouse. Um, right. Yeah. right, right, right. Okay. Um, fair. But, fair, but fair, yeah, fair. it's interesting. All right. Here's my song. Remix. That's cool. I like remix. that. Remix. That's a great. I mean, Sesame Street itself yeah, is such, it's a, such a great, great song. song. Yeah, such a great song. Well, thank you all for indulging that. Um, and happy hope- birthday podcast. And happy happy pod- birthday. Pod- yeah. birthday. I was thinking yeah. of like how when we started this during COVID, we all had so much energy to write each other's songs and okay. do that special. Was, that was at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Now we've been together for a long time. Yes. So I just want like a nice rub. And uh, a little squeeze. You know what I mean? And I respect you too much for on your birthday to just give you a, uh, is it for real? So, you know. (laughs) Uh, I respect the process of the podcast, even on my birthday. Yeah. But thank you so much to, is it Jenna, right? Yeah, Jenna R. Jenna R. Yeah, because that was an awesome like birthday intro too. That was a fun little glimpse. So cute. Excited to see those pictures uh, on our website. Yes. All right. So till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.